Good morning, Murray Walker. Welcome to the show. Thank you. It's great to be here. I came to the first one and I've been to all the others since. The number you have dialed is not in service at this time. Gentlemen, start your engine! Good afternoon, Radio For those who don't know, Radio Hotman, thanks for coming and making time. It's on everybody's mind. For those who don't know, it is a big shebang. Sorry about that. Diabolical, uh, um, um, technical goodies. Radio Hotman. Oh, cheers, boys. Cheers. Cheers. Good afternoon, Radio Hotman. Yeah, it won't be a big show. What do you think? decided it's going to be a small show. No, no, you said we'd try and make it not so long this week because the last couple of weeks it's ran over an hour and the viewers get bored. How do you know that? I don't, but that's what you're telling me. Isn't that true? Feedback shows that. They're just over it. I reckon everyone's over it. Don't just turn the whole thing off. (laughs) Don't be a tosser. (laughs) They should move into state. I think, you should, I think you should piss off to Queensland. You'd be good up there. What's going on up there? That'd piss the folks off, wouldn't it? Well, he'd have nowhere to stay, would he? He when could, stay, he could stay at your place. Yeah, he could too, but then it's a water bag trip to the track. Oh. And get. if he's got a story to write and I'm already gone, he'll be he'll get lost. He won't be happy. He won't. He'll be snarly. Maybe you should get He a, won't be happy, he'll be snappy. I, I should get a place... <laughs> why don't I move up to Gold Coast and get a nice place on the waterfront at Main Beach? So I can s- s- satisfy his requirement three days of the year. That's right. Just, and then, just, and just have for another the Gold Coast round. Yeah, yeah, nothing else. It's it's close. Close. Why not? No. Yeah. It's not like we're going oh, to Indianapolis or the British Grand Prix or the Detroit no, no. Grand Prix or the friggin' <laughs> Watkins Glen or the Mon 24 Hour or friggin' freebies through mm. the air everywhere, you know. Getting the cars. It's out on the Gold Coast. You know, look, you know, I don't want to be going on about that, but when the show starts, yeah. let's not talk about that stuff. Okay. Because folks has, has been quite adamant that he, um, he, he he's going to pull out. Pull out? He's going to pull out of the radio hot lap deal if we keep telling everyone about his fantastic freebies. Folks, folks, it's fantastic freebies. <laughs> the Triple F show. <laughs> Freebie time! He's moving from the Kurong to the Kuyong. Oh, that was bad. It was a bit of a tennis match. That was very bad. But that's what he was saying tonight. He's got that little seat, this little cool... Kuyong ticket, tennis club badge on the back of the car. Oh, is there? Oh, yeah. Is oh, there yes, a badge on the back of the car now? Oh, oh yeah. It's been there for a while. Oh, I never noticed it when, a... we were, when we were driving back from Bathurst and I was following. It's hard to see. It. But... Oh, is it? Right. Remember, 15 years of, or well, 12, plus of the professional of the tennis Formula circuit. One tennis oh. circuit. Formula I mean, One tennis circuit. Well, it's the same thing. Mm. Yeah, the Formula One of tennis means that he's, he's entitled a little bit of entitlement. He is. Well, he thinks he is, anyway. I told him to go outside and cigarette. <laughs> what, a Kuyong? <laughs> Down the Kuyong. No smoking on the court. Balls, please, umpire. I actually have never seen him, actually, over the fence. Oh, you haven't actually seen <laughs> There's been no lobbyage, as far as I've seen. There's been, lots of, there's been lots of ironing of white socks and, and, and pleating of pants. But the... Does he really iron his white socks? Let's just move on to... Nobody irons their socks, do they? Episode 208. Welcome, viewers, to episode 208 of Radio Hot Lap, that zany, some may say crazy, podcast where we take a light-hearted look at motorsport, both national and international, gadgets, coming technologies, barbecues, and generally stupidity. it, it appears. And the occasional glass of wine. We might be able to get the, the show down to a, maybe only two or three minutes and have a 55 minute banter intro. Well, that's probably a good idea. Well, well, we've never do? done anything like that with much. But we've. Perhaps it's the anti show. Oh, we've done. No, no, no. We can't do it. G'day, like viewers, and welcome yes. to the show, and thanks for listening. Good night. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it's the official bit. That is. So the rest can just be. Just sort of like verbal skullduggery. Verbal skullduggery? There you go. I've never heard that before. Well, JP, nice to see you around here again yes. on uh, nice to be here, Thursday, yes. the 17th of May. It is. I'm Indeed. a year old. Five days after your birthday. <laughs> Thank you. The, <laughs> the, the dogs is uh, up on the couch looking at them over there. And 
whilst uh, it's dark-ish, it's actually, it's not as cold as it could be. The barbecue's on. Yep, just checking on those coals over here. Because yep. we're going to have a couple We've of got very the, uh... good MSA-grade steaks here with Café de Paris butter. Now, I've got Café this butter. De Paris you're butter. Oh, okay, so, so tell me with the par- Café de Paris butter, does that mean it's churned in France? It is. But it's not there. The the, the 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 herb component will be injected here. But it's very very good. No, no, I'm not kidding. It's round. It's a rolled tube of butter. Yeah, I know. And then you and just it, cut it up into nice little things that they dump on yeah, your steak. And, and even without the herbs or with the herbs, the butter's just so. It's so juicy. It's just not like butter we have in this part of the world. Buttery. It's less buttery, <laughs> but it's white-ish. <laughs> like Lurpak. Actually, I'll get it for you, so you just don't jerk me around for the rest of that one. Well, there you go. Viewers, if you've never heard of Lurpak butter, it's actually... I think it's Danish, actually. Al probably eats it. And uh, it comes in a silver foil. You get, used to be able to get half a pound of it back in Pommingland when I was a kid. But it's unsalted or lightly salted. Les Cure. Look, it looks super European, doesn't it? de chance. Yeah, it does look super European. It's very round. And it'd be just perfect to slice yeah, a little bit off and yeah, down there. And we'd pull some herbs out of the garden anyway. People didn't come along herbage. to the show to hear about motor racing or herbs. They came to hear about... <laughs> well, they didn't come to hear about motor racing. I mean, why would we touch on Trails. that? <laughs> anyway, what are you having to drink tonight, son? Uh, the old... Um, oh, I'd sent... The old cup, eh? Carlton Mid. Carlton Mid. Can't be drinking too much when I go drive home, Johnny. You know that. What well, are you, you know, drinking? What have you got there? It's a responsible show. Uh, Richard Hamilton. Uh, Shiraz. Uh, McLaren Vale. Yes. Super. Mm, thanks for that. Who bought that? Um, uh, I think uh, JP, eh? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was, wasn't it? Funny about yeah. That. Yeah. Yeah. It was JP, yeah? Yeah. Well, get on with it. Yeah? Oh, yeah. and evening dogs. You already said hello to the dog. Oh, look at it. Off you go. Oh, dear. Well, I don't. I mean, I guess we should start with Formula One and what, what a great Grand Prix it was last weekend. It, it was a good Grand Prix, wasn't it? It I, was, uh, and it was a great result. I thought this, it was really, really great to see Williams back up there again. I mean, first time since, what, 2004? Brazil? So, according to one article I read, that makes it 132 races ago. It's nice to see an underdog come back through and uh, certainly, you know, oh, without a doubt. Maldonado uh, drove well and uh, the car was effective and I'm, I'm pleased for the result. And yeah, I'm pleased for the result. Frank, he just, well, so Frank, he only just had his 70th birthday. He's, he's due for that. And clearly, even if Lewis Hamilton had started the pole, he wouldn't have been able to maintain the pace anyway and wouldn't have won it. No, I don't think he would have actually. Which Especially makes with five the way the tyres manufacturers from yep. five different races. Yeah, which uh, you know the old uh, steak tartare raw eggs comment from the Schuster <laughs> means that uh, he'd be better off like uh, being a, 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 a Michelin three hat chef than a Pirelli driver. Well, he certainly would be a Michelin something, wouldn't he? Because uh, he's not going too well on the Pirellis. But they reckon that the uh, the Mercedes just uh, screw those tyres up, chew through them too quickly. So, uh, you know, that's obviously his problem. Uh, I think the biggest disappointment of the weekend was the uh, celebratory barbecue in the Williams pit afterwards. That was uh, rather, yeah, rather, was, un- rather unfortunate. It was very unfortunate, and um, I hope that the one guy who's apparently still in hospital uh, comes good. Um, but, uh, yeah, it was a bit freaky. Um, According it was to transferred from from Europe to uh, Britain to Britain today. yeah today was it yeah well, according to losing one of a the significant amount of IT infrastructure and uh, and garage equipment yeah well no doubt that'll only be improved um, and Monte Carlo race um, perhaps um, is a little bit of a godsend there for them because it, the with the such reduced space. True. Um, you certainly, you need the equipment in the garage, but the, it may also be a new opportunity to be uh, be a bit leaner with equipment and certainly mm. modernising it as well. And I think the other the other great thing I think about it is that 
despite all of what you hear about Formula One and how political it is and everything else, how the other teams not only came to the rescue on the day, I mean, the two, the two teams either side of the Williams pit, which was Force India and I can't remember who the other one was, um, they, those guys helped uh, fight the fire. Um, and then in the meanwhile, uh, it would appear that uh, McLaren are going to lend them a bit of gear and a couple of other teams are going to uh, loan them some stuff so that they can uh, uh, get a result at Monaco this weekend. I think that camaraderie is always evident there and uh, um, behind the scenes. Again, we only hear what the media, or the majority of people only hear what the media wish to do, wish to try. I don't, you know, it's not like they're going, well, this thing's going to that bar, I'm not going to go to that bar. You know? mm, yeah, it's, 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 it's a circus, it's entertainment, and they're there, and everyone's under no illusion that if they're not entertaining, that the thing's not going to go on. So the media, they love to stir the pot. And mm. so here they're stirring it in a slightly different direction. But again, I've got, you know, I've got no love of them. For, no. their, for their variable nature in the way they communicate. Yeah, true. I what's, mean, the, the, the biggest thing on Monday morning, uh, like obviously we saw the, the the coverage finish Sunday night and uh, on One HD, yep, and that was all cool. And apparently the fire didn't start until about ninety minutes after the end of the race, uh, where Sir Frank was giving his um, victory speech. By all accounts, uh, there was an explosion supposedly that emanated from the fuel storage area. Well, actually, uh, that's uh, still the, under the, review. The, exactly, it is under review. Though I'd, I'd heard some reports that there was uh, some curse. Yeah, yeah, some yeah I, with, that was uh, the early uh, Monday speculation that it may have been sitting there with um, mm. a, a serious amount of kilojoules mm. hanging around like a bad mm. smell because yeah. they have to get rid of their 400 kilojoules per lap. Yes. Well, they yeah. have to, but that's a, a maximum allocated amount of kilojoules <laughs> for the race. Per <laughs> lap, per, per use. Yep, yep, yep. Per lap, I suppose, so. over a period of 6.6 .6 seconds. But it was certainly so. working, wasn't it? The 100 kilojoules less, incidentally, than Le Mans. Is that right? Specification cars. Yeah, run. Okay. And they can choose to do that over a period of time they wish. However, interestingly, it's been revealed that Peugeot, mm -hmm. which have pulled out of the World Endurance Sports car, yeah. lobbied specifically to make sure that front wheel, or rather, Axles that were not driven by the by the by the conventional engine, engine mm -hmm. and therefore were uh, subject to performance from a, a, a an electric a electric engine source or electromechanical yeah, yeah, yeah. or, or flybridge source or something like that would not be allowed to be invoked until they move and they were travelling at 120 kilometres an hour, which means they really? couldn't be used for traction. Coming out of slow corners. True. Wind yeah, well, wind. which is fair call. Cool. It was actually trying to get, they were actually trying to do a thousand, uh, like a, 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 a gigajoule uh, per, per wheel. No. What, what happens is that the, the devices charge up whether they're lithium ion batteries or they're rotating fly, uh, a flybrid. Uh, yeah, rotating as per the front passenger seat. Device inside a, yeah. a vacuum or. Um, a combination thereof, supercapacitors, and uh, they were actually lobbying for a, uh, a kilojoule, a thousand, sorry, uh, a thousand kilojoules, or a gigajoule. But the problem with batteries and supercapacitors are that, much like the battery in your iPhone, if you don't treat it nicely, yeah. um, it's, it's not going to, it's not going to return the, the charge. So. Um, uh, up and down, up and down, charging um, all the way to the end of its charge and then back and up back again. again. They don't like that. And over a period of a Grand Prix, some of the battery systems that were being used in Kurs appear to have been um, at least uh, 10 or 15% degraded in their, their charging capacity. So you imagine what would happen over a 24-hour race. Absolutely. You'd be carrying all this weight around that would yeah. actually become detrimental to you. So therefore, and I'm sorry, I'm no, 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 over no, a little bit good. to this the Le Mans stuff, yeah. but that... Um, that with Audi um, fielding four cars, which are all convertible overnight from the uh, ultra specification, which yep. is the turbo diesel so only, the e to the uh, e-tron quattro yep. 
um, which, which may indicate they're trying to bring the Quattro name back there, you know, mm. a little bit of four-wheel driveness. Um, that uh, up against the only uh, Toyota, the, the TSI A30. Um, interesting, you know, that... Do you think they're, that's they're, part of the reason that Peugeot pulled out because they couldn't get that through and they knew that Audi already had the jump on them? No, I don't think that at all. I think it was exactly what, what, what Peugeot came up and said. It's like, you know, we, we're a little bit cash-strapped and the board of directors didn't, you know... But I, it would have been a very, very expensive... Um, you know, a project that we're going on. Absolutely. And I don't think that it's a dead project, the 908 Hybrid 4 um, racer, whilst still born, you know, I think it'll be sort of tootling around private test tracks and they'll be keeping an eye on the technology. It wouldn't, wouldn't make any sense. No. Um, uh, so I, I think so there's they more could jump back in in a couple yes, of years yes, once they think they've refined everything sufficiently. Because it's moving so fast in that space that mm. we'll see... Them watching very closely, without a doubt. And they'll be watching rule changes for next year as well, I dare say, because and there's a, bound to be rule changes. Peugeot will have a corporate suite there at uh, at Le Mans, and they will be there, you know, in an engineering capacity, if not mm. anything else, than to to watch and drink a few few bubbles, mm. because you know they're French, and <laughs> it's a French event, and it is. And, and and there's probably a lot to be learned um, there this, mm. this this year. So it's you know after the the, the one to four. Um, you know, positions there at, at uh, Spa we talked about in episode yes. 207 it's going to be very hard I think for anyone other anyone than Audi to, look to win yeah. it yeah true look, wouldn't it be uh, like just like uh, uh, Pastor Maldonado won the uh, the, the, the Grand Prix, Prix of, of Spain in a Williams wouldn't it be perfect for Toyota to have an upset there and there's mm. been many occasions of that sort well, of stuff. Has, and especially in a 24-hour race. I think the 1991 to see Johnny Ebert mm. and, uh, and the... Um, and the, <laughs> the, the, the... The taxi sprayer, Bertrand Gacher, in the, the Mazda uh, 787, four-rotor rotary engine. Yep. Um, winning them all. Who would have thought of that? Yeah, uh, and everybody uh, would have been going, ah, they, they, fell, last, they fell away, but you've got to be yeah, there at the exactly, end. Exactly, you know. So I'm digressing. I, well, that's okay. I mean, you know. But this is so social. So practice this weekend for the mall? Ah, no. I thought this is not the weekend. It's the uh, 24 hours of Nürburgring. Anyhow, our, our, our childless friend, Alan, which we should actually point out, Alan Simonson is uh, part of the WIT Speed Hunters um, Audi customer R8 Ultra program uh, at Le Mans, uh, sorry, at uh, Nürburgring 24 is um, a little bit stressed because his partner Karina was due to give birth about the 8th or 9th and that hasn't happened and now he's in Germany and uh, uh-huh. she's being looked after obviously and blah 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 but um, doesn't look like he'd be there for the, for the birth because I think you only go about 10 days before they induce. Yeah, these days, yeah. <clears throat> so that's a little bit that's a little bit um, you know, I'll probably be playing on his mind. And oh, I'm sure it I said, look, you know, Saturday's my birthday. He goes, well, tell him to hang on. <laughs> Don't want it on your birthday. That's <laughs> not what he said. <laughs> That'd be right. <laughs> you wouldn't want to be remembering me, but it looks like we'll both be Tauruses. Uh, a little Toy. girl, a little girl called Mia, Maya Mia. Anyway, uh, she hasn't arrived yet. No, she hasn't. But uh, yeah, the, this weekend is the Nurburgring Twenty Four Hour. Okay. And then there's uh, a, a few weeks break before the test, mandatory test. That's what I was at, uh, thinking of. At the very beginning of June. That's the beginning of June, is it? Right. Okay. Well, we've been given for some it. reason. I thought that was this coming weekend. No, I don't it, know why. it typically had been about uh, uh, four or four or six weeks back. Yeah. Up until the banning of it a couple of weeks back, a couple of years ago, when the GFC had mm-hmm. proved tricky for everybody. But then the return last year. Last year, probably yeah. not a bad yeah. idea having to have it quite close because it it stopped everyone having to. Well, people were actually shipping. Shipping, shipping cars, stuff over cars, there for that and then shipping it back again. Back and, and forward. And, yeah, yeah. you know, the weather change and, you know, mm. six weeks can be, make a lot of difference there. Yeah, for sure. And often there's not. They would have, um, uh, bigger teams would have their personnel, which were out of Europe, mm. being on the ground there in hotels and this and that. So. But that, that that should be good. The uh, There's a 
a bit of a major change to the way that scrutineering is done because the place Jacobin in front of the cathedral is yes. being um, Renault. Renault. That's right. Good choice of a French word. <laughs> um, and so it's moving to the main um, square in town, which. Uh, well, I, well, that's if where I was a restaurant owner, anyway. I'd be very happy. Yeah, I bet you would too. Because <laughs> I'd, like I'd like a dozen of it. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's not. Horseradish. With horseradish. See, you've been there, so you get the. You do the, you know, the pronunciation. You know, the, you know, the, the yeah. No, you don't go, can I have it, waiter? It's oh, waiter. garçon, garçon. Yeah, can garçon. I have the waiter? The oysters. Right. The oysters? It's an H apostrophe. Uh-huh. What, hoisters? <laughs> Mona oysters. Mona. Four post. Mona oysters. <laughs> Mona. <laughs> Mona hoists. Any Mona hoists. <laughs> From the old days. Uh, gee, man, you're really going back, aren't you? <laughs> Very diverse. So, so despite your digression, the uh, the race on the weekend, I thought uh, Lotus again did very, very well. Kimmy was pushing like you wouldn't believe. And, um, you know, I was thinking, did you see the post-race press conference and he's got that clear around the top of his race suit? Now, they should get together with Glenn and they could have Cooper's clear anti-dandruff beer <laughs> well it's funny you say that because <laughs> I actually got Glenn on the phone earlier Is that right? and, uh, and Kimmy managed to we got a three way conversation oh yeah 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 alright go on here we go <laughs> what do you want about with <laughs> you and your bloody Kimmy impersonations <laughs> uh, but no what about McLaren do you reckon they just died in the ass? I can't believe that you would give away such a secret like that. What that, secret? That that you that I've been doing Kimmy impersonations. No, heaven forbid. But but you you only do that in the privacy of your own home. I mean, you don't ever broadcast that. I mean, we know that the Kimmy that we hear on Radio Hotlap is the real deal. Well, the, exactly. So, would right. you like to hear? Are you, you going like... to replay it? Are you? Well, I'll, okay. I'll see if I can find it. But All would right. you like to hear what he had to say? I would. I'd love to. In the same, in the same style as Top Gear would say. Would you like to see? That's a right. Lap? Do his lap. Yeah. Okay. I'll see if I can find it. Yeah, it's uh, very good to be uh, here on the podium again, and. Uh, Oh, I'm looking forward very much to be coming down to Australia, representing the uh, clear brand. But my very good friend, uh, Glenn Cooper, is pushing uh, uh, to the world and now that Jack Owls was not part of the deal. I think it's <laughs> a very good opportunity for, you know, he can come out on the boat with me. And, uh, what do you think, Glenn? Yeah, I reckon it's pretty good. I love getting a deal for nothing. I love it when I get it for nothing. Oh, I love just screwing him down and getting it last minute. You know, one day I'll get some clogs. Yes, well, I said you're paired out. Maybe you'll then get a little bit taller and then you'll feel more happy about this uh, because I think the clear product be very good. You know, it looks like a European beer. Yeah, we always said it was a European beer. I tell you, I can't give it away. The live price, live price coming. <laughs> Yeah, well, it's, it's uh, looking forward to coming down there and having a... a, a, a oh, yeah, your, your good mate, Jacko, is good. And I think uh, Alan Simonson, he, he drives some sports. Like, oh, I'm going to pay, pay, pay those wankers nothing. <laughs> I get it for nothing and I get it for a couple of beers. <laughs> well, looking forward to that, Glenn. Yeah, thanks. Scintillating. <laughs> okay. he, he was honest. He was. He was very honest. I've never heard him so honest, actually. <laughs> <laughs> Which one? <laughs> Glenn. <laughs> yeah? Yeah. Actually, yeah. Actually, yeah. Absolutely. Actually, yeah. Actually, yeah. I think, I think um, Kimmy got a bit confused with himself then. Uh, yeah, I haven't had to talk to his audience. That's, that's right, yeah. <laughs> but that's Glenn banging on the table about getting special prices. But he does like that, getting special prices. It's an attribute of short person. Yeah. People. This. <laughs> Can you say that? Sweet. So what have you got anyway? What do you want to talk about? You know, you know, you know. Not much. Not much. 
<laughs> but at the end of the show, yeah, I'd like to. Um, are we going to jump now? Are we? No, no. I'm just going to. At the end of the show, we'll have a little bit of a have a teaser for annex. the news. An annex. Is it an annex or is yeah. it an addendum? What comes mm. in a prologue? Well, it can't be a prologue. So it'd be a postlog. Well, it's a prelude or a prologue. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Mm. And the prologues have been in a race. Yeah. The, the fucking reverse of it. Yeah. Anyway, about a little adventure to our um, very, very friendly Chinese restaurant down the road. Well, it's not a lot of restaurants, but what they do is make it's it the very takeaway. Now. How they love you to bring a bottle of wine. That's most important. Oh, absolutely. And the, yeah, and the, yeah, and the, yeah. yeah, because they're licensed for you to drink off the four mica tables. They're very friendly. Well, they are. Seasonally friendly. Especially when they've been on holiday. Unlike that. <laughs> wait, wait, so, um, did, you, did you or did you not watch Australian Story? I mean, you would have seen viewers, if you've been to the website, you would have seen my little um, promo for the... Uh, I did see that, and I, uh, I did, but I, it's funny you should mention that to me about last night. But I, So I went, at, went on to uh, my new Sony Bravia and yes. dialed in, because it's got iView on there. It right. didn't have the latest one, but I watched the, the first half of the Clive Palmer. Um, oh, mining magnate Australian story from the week before because yep. I like Clive. Yeah. Clive's my kind of guy. Right. Um, me and Clive, Tells it like it is. I don't know him, but let me tell you, Clive's going to be in this show. <laughs> we'll be Cliving. <laughs> Another good reason to go to Queensland. Who's going to Queensland? <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't that where we started? It might not be. One has right. to decide whether it would be more suitable to live south side of the border. Or north for business reasons. You mean in New South Wales? That's right. Hmm. And then what sort of a messy situation it'll be up there with, you know, daylight savings. <laughs> daylight savings. In Queensland, no daylight savings. But can you think about it? How would it work? What about if the, where's the gerrymander line? I don't know. And, and the banks. Yeah. You know, are you open or shut? Well, well, you can always nick. I mean, if you're that close, you can always nick across, can't you, to whichever bank's open. It's not more Brindwadonga. You can start early and finish late. It's like getting stuff shipped into Adelaide from Perth. Two days late. So what? No, it's always been fantastic. I can remember when, when Mitsui used to have their Perth office. Um, oh, you are. We could, we could order. Back in the days so where Cyquist drives in. Yeah, someone could ring. Yeah, but it was good because someone could ring you up at 5.15 here. And New South Wales had already been closed for half an hour, and, or for a quarter of an hour, and we could actually order from Perth, because they still had two hours before they were closing the doors, That's and it'd right. ship overnight, and you'd have it the next morning like an absolute hero. That is absolutely a very prudent case, JP. So, there you go. Well, I'm wondering on the, on the subject of technology and moving things around. I think in it, wanting to keep this show down to a, a bit of a minimum. But, oh, we've got, but Marcus has got, Marcus wants to have a bit of a chat tonight. Marcus is on, is he? Marcus is coming on. Oh, good. I had a bit of an experience with Adobe activation today, or deactivation. Or oh, well, inability tech time, viewers. Oh, it is a bit of tech time. I want to go back in a minute, though. It's okay. a car stuff, but that's all right. Well, you go, let's do that then. No, I was just going to say that I haven't heard the news this afternoon. And I haven't checked, but there was um, stuff all over the mainstream media this morning about Holden Commodores going to the US and being rebadged as Chevrolet SSs, um, according to, uh, again, the mainstream media. They, uh, they're going to be raced in NASCAR, even though if you read the article, it says they're hoping they will be raced in NASCAR, um, but still no official word. However, someone over there has seen uh, a few test driving or, or some test driving of left hook Commodores around Victoria. So uh, that'll be interesting. But it did sort of prompt the thought that maybe we can get in on the ground floor. Do you think that there are as many tosses in the US as there are in Australia? I don't know. Well, you might have to ask someone who's just be... Well, because what I thought was... We can stockpile Holden badges so that all the wankers in the US who buy Chevrolet SSs can rebadge them as Commodores just the same way as all the wankers over here who buy V8 Holdens and rebadge them as Chevrolets. 
Well, we'll uh, have to ask someone who's been recently to the US because, like, you know, the only way to do that. They're really, Jake. Well, look, your mind's not butting in. We were trying to get this, find this bloke that had been to the US recently. Oh, right. Yeah, recently. And, yeah. Um, and, and had a bit of an, uh, an opinion about what's going on over there from a service point of view. JC, would you like to introduce our special guest? And he is very special because he never he does any work. Right. Well, we don't you... mind if we lick the occasional window here or there. <laughs> is that right? <laughs> is that before or after you've seen um, Bruce Springsteen? D- just who is it? Well, <laughs> probably beforehand because. Yeah, if we're very special before you left, you're still very special after you get back from Brisbane. Well, you're very special. It's Marcus Zukanovic, viewers. Welcome to the show. Good day, viewers. There you go. See. Um, and so, did you have a good trip? Oh, look, it's, uh, it was it was a fantastic trip. I mean. What can I say? The Bruce Springsteen, anyway, is just fantastic, let alone going to watch him at uh, the Coliseum in Los Angeles. You know, it's just, it was probably one of the best shows I reckon I've seen. For someone of that age to have so much energy, see, I hope I've got that much energy at his age. Look, I can see that that you you have a huge amount of energy, and of course it's important that the viewers realise that you know you, you'd get out of a V8 supercar, swan around in a in a diamond studded jacket, get on a business class flight, or worse, uh, <laughs> uh, first class to to, to uh, America, straight to Palm Springs for a little bit of a a little bit of a pool dabble there, then you know perhaps a bit of a night out with someone you know with a. Chuck Charles. Supermodel? No, no, no. Oh. He waste his money there. He's, he's a gambler. Okay. And he's right in there, then then back. Um, a little bit of a chat, a few super, you know, the NASCAR teams. Back, do the Bruce Springsteen, back again. But look, he's, he's all work, straight off, you know, again, oh. right up the pointy end, over to the <laughs> west. You know, look, uh, Greg Murphy bit. racing, doing that. But after a weekend, which one would consider would be, I suppose... It had some positives, it had some negatives, we can drill a song. Ah, oh, let's do some sprint car racing in the next hour. I mean, it's just, it's just, he can't get rid of that money quick enough. He can't, can he, eh? <laughs> he, he does all right for a tow truck driver, doesn't he? Oh, it's, just a, it's just a front. <laughs> it's, under, it's, it's underbelly. So what have you got to say for yourself, son? Well... First thing is the paycheck says professional driver. It just doesn't clarify whether it be race, tow truck, delivery, <laughs> and the odd cab here or there. Right. Oh, I just love that deflection, isn't it? I mean, you know, what, what do you think he was doing? What do you know? The only thing we missed out about saying is that he didn't do a quick sneaky trip down to Colombia to see Pablo Escobar's cousin. <laughs> oh, right. That was how he paid for the trip. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I'll give you a tissue. <laughs> oh, sorry, Marcus. Oh, seriously? Look, you knocked Jack, out. Jack Ellsgood. Yeah, Keith and George. Keith and George. Let me tell you. Yeah. I've got to let you go, fellas. Me egg and lettuce sandwich minus the egg and lettuce is just arrived. Yeah, thanks, Marcus. Mate, give us your... Give us a give us the run. Tell us about the sprint car. That's that's yeah, that's, that's interesting, interesting stuff. stuff. Well, that's uh, let me let me tell you, that was an amazing experience. Those cars are just unlike anything I've ever driven. Okay, basically, I rolled up, and the best piece of advice I got given was anything you know about racing, throw it out the window because it's exactly the opposite. <laughs> So basically you you come to the corner in a sprint car or a normal V8 supercar, you get to the corner, you hit your brakes, you turn into your apex, let it roll obviously to the apex and around and then you start to accelerate out. Well, in a sprint car you got to just literally learn to trust the car and just have ultimate commitment because you don't lift. You come to that, you know, turn one, two, sort of horseshoe shape turn and you just keep it planted. And it's just a matter of let the, the aero and the wing and the stagger and the car do all the work. But, mind you, trying to trust 900 horsepower under your right foot when you only weigh 600 kilos, it's a pretty big ask for your first time. <laughs> it's, um, it's, 
It's actually very akin to dirt bike racing, and uh, you know, whereas the you know the rear of the bike actually steers it under throttle, um, and you know, having done some quad quad stuff in uh, in earlier days, it it's it's pretty much like that. Whereas you you're almost the steering wheel is just to stop the the wheels digging in the ground, and then you're generally not pointing in the direction you're actually yeah, you're want to travel. Yeah. Well, with the uh, with the sprint car, the, the amount of aero and downforce that comes off the top wings of the car, literally you're coming down the back, you know, the front or back straightaway, and it's just it's just amazing. Like even on dirt, like I didn't have the comprehension as to how much grip you could possibly get, and you know, just getting coming to grips and growing some confidence, you know, after you know your second and third run. Getting down the back straightaway, you literally turn in, and it just turns in like a normal car. Because once the front gets in, you know, there's enough aero in the little front wing that keeps it down and keeps a grip, so it literally bites straight away. But because you go in with so much momentum, you know, the back breaks away, and as soon as it breaks away, you've got instant grip because the minute the car turns sideways, the top aero foil works how it's designed to and it just gives you instant grip so you, all you literally do is you just keep it buried turn to the apex the back will slide out have a correction and voila instant grip it's amazing it's just unlike anything i've ever driven the amount of just the confidence required is just different it's amazing so did you have a flashback to that in perth well, I drove the sprint car after I did the V8. Ah, I didn't realise that. Sorry. Uh, you, we on Marty cl- never filled me in on that. Were you on clay or yeah. dirt? What? Well, it all looks the same to us asphalt races. It's all dirt. <laughs> <laughs> but it... You know, you, you I know, think it was clay, actually, to be but, honest. But you know, I think it was clay. You know, if you get, like... You know what it's like if you've been in, like... Mate's taking you a quarry rod and dirt box or something like that, and you fall off and you've got to walk out. You feel like you're, you're almost going to pull your, pull your feet out of the stuff. And it's probably exactly the same way. The risk there is that, that, you know, it grips up as well because it's moving, and that's where the rollovers happen. Well, the actual track, it was a private circuit in a town called Northern, uh, which is about 90 k's east of Perth. Right. So we we went to this particular place, and I think it was clay. So the day started off, they wet it down. Yeah. And to walk on it, for example, you didn't sink in it as such, but it was very tacky. So to pull your foot off, it was kind of like yeah. you'd stick. You wouldn't sink, but you would have to like, you know, almost like it was almost like melted tar. If you've ever walked yeah, on, yeah, yeah, it's like tar, it's like the Alien movie. <laughs> it, it, the Alien movie, yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, right. Okay, I'll just shut up. <laughs> um, but. You know, through the day, like once, because there was three cars there. There was two ride cars that belonged to Kendrick Motorsports and the 92.9 racing team. There was two ride cars and there was Jason Kendrick's own, um, you know, 14 cubic inch proper, you know, hamburger of the lot race <laughs> car. So, except minus, minus the egg and lettuce. We don't like egg and lettuce. So, but it was a hamburger for lot. Um, Fuck, it's a Jack L's good car. It's going to be George special. And so anyway, so once we got there, like, towards the end of the day, the track itself actually started to really slick up and rubber up. Like it was, you know, you could see a black, you know, a black haze across the track. So it kind of lost the tackiness and really started to almost hook up like an asphalt track. It was, it was pretty impressive. It's something I'm not used to, and it, it's definitely something that you... For me, for example, if I was to go racing sprint cars next year, I would definitely need someone with lots of experience to crew chief the car because it's just so different. Tell us about the engine's characteristics. Is it right that Uh, they're just off and on? Basically, yeah. The car's designed... I mean, the car's very small. You sit in it in a very odd position, actually, to be honest. I'm sitting in my high-no tow truck now, and it's almost the same like that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, very high up, and yeah, you're, well, you're, you're kind of high up, and you're over the wheel, aren't you? Over the steering yeah. wheel, I mean, yeah. And it's kind of flat, so you're sitting like a straight up, so your back position is straight, but your legs are almost sitting on like a dining room chair. And the accelerator 
has a heel stop under the heel, and your big, like your toes and your your toes just kind of pivot and sink in a natural progression down on the throttle. So the throttle is like literally straight down, not like a normal conventional car where you sort of squeeze it to the floor. Right. You squeeze to the floor, but instead of going forwards with it, you go straight down. <laughs> and the brake pedal kind of works on an arc motion, squeezing it forwards towards the bulkhead of the, of the actual cockpit. So you kind of... Honestly, it's like a tractor. You're sitting there just like a big tractor. And, <laughs> it's and exactly what I thought. Are you, are, very do, 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 but do the brakes work? They do, but they're not. They don't stop you. They don't have the... They set you up. Well, you use them like to set you up into a turn-in. You only have two brakes, and you've got one on the left-hand front wheel and one on the left-hand rear wheel. So they don't... When you put your foot on the brake, it pulls the front of the car down. So, so we're, we're running anti-clockwise. Yes. Yeah. Right. So it's on the on the on the light hand light side of the car. Well, just not the side, but down the corner. Yeah. So you kind of you don't use the brakes to stop the touch. You use the brakes to settle the car. Yeah, you yeah. settle the car and just just give it a little tiny little incentive to break away so you can get on it again. Well, depending on the handling of the car, you actually. You can ride the brake the whole lap if that's what it needs, yeah, yeah. or you drive it without the brake. It just depends on... And that's the art of sprint car racing, which I now understand. You don't race the other cars. You're racing the track constantly because it's changing so mm, much. Right, yeah, and okay. You, you need to make your car work as best as possible, so you're chasing the track. So you don't chase the cars in front. If you find the sweet spot, your car life's on the track at that particular point, You'll smoke the rest of them. That's just how sprint car racing is. So like, is sense? yeah, absolutely. Mm, so, yeah. Um, are you interested in maybe having a go at this? Oh look, I'm I'm a true racer. I'll race anything that's got an engine and wheels. Yeah, <laughs> I, I know I, that. I'd love to race sprint cars. But 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 what you're saying is that to me tonight is that what's well, the show is that you're you're learning a lot from this. And so, and I know you well enough that you like to learn. Um, and so, for everything you're doing, you're going, ooh, this is all new stuff, or new sensory data. Hmm, how do I get on top of this? Hmm, maybe a few races might be good. Yeah, well, I mean, it's kind of funny. Like, I started off the first session, they explained the basic principles. So I went out, did what I felt was comfortable, just learned, had a bit of a feel. Second session I went out, and of course, obviously, me being stupid and fearless, I tried to find full throttle straight away. <laughs> so I'm going down the back straight and literally just mashing the throttle and unleashing 900 horsepower, and the thing wants the wheel stand and pull the wheels in the air, and, and then all of a sudden I panic and shit myself because I've got no steering because the wheels are in the air, <laughs> and I'm heading towards the, con the concrete fence, and I'm like, oh, wow. So after, you know, uh, Jeff Kendrick, the team owner, witnessing that, he's called me in, sat me down and he said, look, this is what you need to do. He said, it's all about momentum. He said, you start off, you know, quarter throttle and then you, and not lifting and then build up to half throttle, not lifting, then building up to, you know, three quarter throttle lifting. And by that stage, after explaining the concept to me, I, I think I dropped nearly two seconds in my lap time just Jeez. simply because the car was doing the work and I didn't have to panic as much because it was working properly rather than, you know, Full noise on the gas. Oh, how here we here comes the corner shit, and then you get off it. Yeah. And it, it loses all its handling characteristics because you've got off the gas. <laughs> so it's it's very different. And like you said, you know the the sensory is just a lot of overload. Just learning to trust the grip, learning to trust the wing, the turn, and you know understanding the horsepower and all that sort of stuff. So yeah, I, I loved loved it. I had an absolute ball. It was great. You know and. Uh, Definitely a big thanks to obviously Kendrick Racing and EarthX Logistics for teeing up the day to give me that opportunity. So yeah, fantastic. Who knows? Well, that's great. In the mud. It's good to see you've had uh, had something new, and you sound a little bit more animated. I mean, look, yeah, you did an okay job over there in in in, in Western Australia, but I mean, oh, sorry, I'm not making the, I'm not making, making the call on it other than you know I was over there with you, but you know, the, you no one knew what friggin' tyres you, you, you remember that that first race, you know you. You trundled down pit lane at you know at going out at ten fifty, and you had to go in there with the freaking black clouds that come over. Who knew what to do there? So, 
And then you've got um, shunted out by the uh, perhaps the biggest crasher to have won um, Bathurst in race three, but nonetheless, <laughs> you know, I, no, clearly on television it wasn't your fault. That's right. Yeah, well, you know, it's, it was a mixed bag on the weekend. Um, the car itself, you know, last year the cars at Greg Murphy Racing tend to struggle a little at birth, so that, that form continued on, and, you know, it's, I tried my absolute hardest not to just rest on my laurels and say, ah, oh, you know, this will be our bad round, we'll sort it for the next one, you know, but... As well, as well as fighting the car, we obviously had to fight the conditions. You know, I, I think it had rained for the first time on a V8 race weekend in Barbagallo in 20 years or something. So, And then you got sand. The sand of Barbagallo. Uh, mm. I yeah. think you just got... I, I just think it's just... I wouldn't say around to forget, but definitely not... Um, you know, you, you can't go to bed at night beating yourself up over it either. No, absolutely not. Because so many other people oh. had shit rounds. Yeah, well, for me, I guess the positives that I take away from that weekend were I haven't finished five consecutive races in a long time. Uh, you know, last year we had good speed, but I think I made it, you know, I tried to drive beyond the capabilities of either myself or the car last year to try and make up for it if we didn't have the car. Whereas mm. this year I'm thinking to myself, right, we need to finish races, we need to keep the car straight. That's what wins championships. And then... When I've got the strong car, then I attack. But if I don't, I either need to just keep my head clear so I can try and keep the car going to the front. And if I can't, I just need to consolidate and finish and still get the points. Yeah, so I well, was doing that, coming into the last race, so I was starting 10th, which was a risk, you know. Yeah, you'd worked your way up fairly well. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, you know, it's fair, quite so, Marcus, and, and it's fair to, to point out that you were the best performer of Greg Murphy racing of the four drivers there over the weekend. Well, it's, the first things first, you always strive to beat your teammates. So if you're doing that, that's a plus. Then you go to beat your competitors. So, you know, look, it's just, just bad luck. What happened, I think, was, you know, Nick was uh, probably... Uh, pushing a little hard and you know he's still quite young so to be able to control his emotions like I think the story has it that he got fed a false safety car call so he's buttoned off the gas going down into the bowl uh, down into turn six so me and my wisdom I don't back off until I see either red yellow or black and white so I didn't see any of those three, so my foot's hard into the pedal going to try and make up as much as I can. So I made the spot, and he was obviously irritated at the fact that he buttoned off because of the false safety car call, and then tried to be a hero all in one turn and make the move, and I left him room, and just didn't experience, I guess, drove me off the circuit. Just yeah, he looked, yeah. He, he looked like a bit of a goose, and it wouldn't be the first time that uh, that sort of situation has come up over the weekend with... Uh, with Danny Bazadzi actually, you know, doing pretty much, um, you know, another case of a driver talking to himself, going, oh, I saw a car crashing. Well, well hang on, I thought I'd slow down. Listen, you just got boxed around by the ears by six cars and you went from 11th to 18th. Don't do that again. Don't talk to yourself. Listen to the air, yeah, I know. Um, Cousin Bazafta. <laughs> funny. But, uh, yeah, no, I think that's, you know, it's just, just, just learning stuff. But, uh, you know, the body language that I, you can see with the... Um, and, and also the, the verbals that I'm, I'm, I'm hearing in, in around town is that, that, that uh, Nick Perkett's become very tenderised. Uh, and I don't mean that, that he's had a piece of meat fucking beaten with a, a, a steel hammer. He just, oh, uh, like... I hey, should mention that up. I was almost going to tenderise him at the racetrack, but I thought, oh, I better control myself. <laughs> uh, it, it's actually, funny story, I went up to him after the race and look, obviously, with my experience and some of the things I've been through in my career, I think to myself, it's pointless getting upset because A, I can't change the results, and B, I can't smack him because I'll get excluded. So I went over to just say, you know, look, make sure he was all right and just, you know, see what he had to say yep. I started to get a bit of attitude and I'm like listen champ you better lose that attitude because that ain't gonna fly with me yeah, because, and this is exactly what I'd been 
I'd, I'd been learned, learned up and, and several others that, that sort of commented the same in the media centre that a uh, bit of a mental protege of Tanda and you could sort of see that in the body language, you know, car smashed, not my problem, walk away, look important, camera's following me, I'm a hero. Apparently, he had the dummy spit and tripped over the splitter on the track. My, uh, I was getting told by my crew. I thought, yeah. that's hilarious. Oh, I didn't see that. <laughs> didn't see that. Why is he having a dummy spit? It's his fault. Yeah. Why is she having a dummy spit? Oh, I'm entitled to spit the dummy. Come on, it. Yeah, I mean, it just doesn't get the laughs there, you know? Like, it's just, that, that's a bit silly. But I think, yeah, it appears no, well, that would be, that would be very consistent with the, with the Tanda mentality. It's the old story of, well... That's motorsport, and that's the different characters within it. But uh, the only the, the, com- the commonality is that both he and Tanda had dramas on the same call. Yeah. Well, the good, the good thing is I at least finished, gathered some points, went away to reconcile, and uh, did you know improve the Townsville stuff. Yeah. And they're quite, quite, quite so, uh, Marcus. And I actually made a point of hanging out um, at the end of the Saturday afternoon. Um, and it was pretty pretty much the sun was almost about to go down as you'd come out of turn one and there's wiggles left, right, left, right, sort of going up the hill before you cruise down to Cobb Corner. And uh, and I was watching uh, how you, uh, you every every single time you bung the cur- you bang the curb on the right hand side, lifting the lifting the wheels there. And you said to me the other day, "Did we get a photo of that?" Well, we certainly did. I hope you saw that because it was. Absolutely on the money there at exactly the same spot. It's all about the money shot. <laughs> You're on the money. All right, mate. Uh, look, uh, while we got you, has, you got any tech time for us? Um, a bit of tech talk. I'm actually been a bit quiet on the old tech side. I've uh, had a few issues arise with some of the old, uh, the old uh, the Canopy household uh, tech setup. So I've got to have a bit of a play with that. I've got to. Oh. The old MacBook fire up, so I've got to sort out the reason why she doesn't want to uh, remember my Z-Man Wi-Fi network at home and, uh, yeah, get that fixed and sorted so I don't have to keep re-logging on to the Wi-Fi, so... Well, yeah. well, you know what? Oh, uh, mate, I, I actually might have a bit of a on your lap. might have a bit of a sort. Oh, data. He's, he's ahead of you. Okay. I've already given him that data. So look, uh, you know, just uh, it's funny that you should. Uh, uh, you should bring that up because you, you won't believe who's just walked in here. It's, it's Ashley Smashley from the Haberdashery. <laughs> is, that, is that the D-Raper? It is Very the D-Raper, the, the tall, good-looking bloke. How the hell are you, buddy? Can, can you get away from the microphone? <laughs> Sorry, mate, say again. What's happening, mate? I'm uh, working the tow truck, trying to make a dollar so I can pay for the D-Raper services that are going to come forth soon. <laughs> Now, now, could you stand back from the microphone? Oh, sorry, You're killing sorry. everybody. I'm killing like everybody. I said, sorry. don't bring the business in if you want to have a chat with him. Remember, <laughs> he brought the business in. No, no, no. Oh, we've gone up an octave. Remember, <laughs> driving driving a tow truck is just a yes. It's just a, it's an alibi for an night alibi. activities. Can you find Mate, it's it's good to hear from you. I mean, I know you've been busy. I know you've been doing lots of things. And I've, uh, I've had a couple of chats in the last few days with your trusty assistant, and it's all good. But, but this is not a venue to talk about your business. <laughs> I just said to you, you <laughs> goose. This is Radio Hot Lap, you fucking knob jockey. We're just, we're just promoting D-Raper IT. We're yeah, yeah. The IT. We're, oh, OK, we're guaranteed to shaft you. <laughs> <laughs> Well, listen. Oh, uh, sorry, uh, okay, that's, yeah. enough, that's enough for you. Can I look, uh, we they need to get off and finish off tech time because. Uh, and, uh, can you can you get out sit on the chair? But uh, Adobe <laughs> activation today. Geez, I had a um, I had a bit of a trouble trouble that I had to reactivate a, a CS3 application, and after inability on many times to do it over the internet, four phone calls, which totaled totaled. Nearly uh, two and a half hours. The last one being fifty-two minutes. Finally, it did, it did get sorted, but um, Adobe did say that look, you know, their servers have gone offline. They get, look, I'm just really <laughs> not interested. Exactly. You're an IT company. Get on. Get on. I'm really not interested. Um, Marcus, you're uh, 
your your, your laptops are coming to, to the end of its life, you know, you know, no one's given you any love it from Apple, you know, it must be five or six years old now, you know, you'd think, you know, being a supercar driver and, and certainly like you're considering um getting uh, hiring Drake D Raper as a as a consultant that'd be he he'd, you'd think that a person like D Raper would be Dr. Raper would be sending you over freebies. Well you know, thing, I'm just waiting for the deals to roll in, you know, I haven't I haven't had any deals roll in yet being No, 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 but no. Yeah, no, that that that's that that you're quite right with that. But um, what 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 do Dr. Raper, Dr. Aper has been working on in the background is he he's coming up with a a goodie package for you, all sorts of loveliness that will be delivered free to your doorstep. That uh, you pair of Microsoft the, socks. <laughs> that's right, with a with a hole in them. Yeah. But. Uh, Worldwide Developer Conference coming up in in June. Can I say something? And, uh, no, you can't. You, did. you can't say something because it's not your show. Okay, socks are great, but you will have to apply the okay the latest service pack. Oh right, okay. Yeah, it's human. That's why we have him on the show regularly. That's right. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You mean you don't have to get out of bed? Well, not, not that high-tech, but no, <laughs> I can roll up and I don't even have to get wet if it's raining outside to drop the tray on my tow truck to get the car on the back. Ooh. I do it all via remote control. It all works for... Obviously, all the back of the tow truck's all hydraulics, I but... Ca I can't believe you've made that work on an iPhone so quickly. I mean, I only just gave you the new Xcode 4 development kit last week, <laughs> and you've written the application that's been approved by the Apple Store. Mate, when are you going to make it public? Well, it's, it's still in its early stages of development, but, um, yeah, I'm just in the process of writing code for the application to now turn my iPad into the remote control for the tow truck. Unbelievable. Uh, sensational. Why do you need Draper? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I lie. Still Okay, anyway, look, we've just got to finish up the show, mate, before we uh, we sign you off, or unless you want to fuck off now, and we'll sign off on our own, or you can hang in with us. What would you like to do? How could I not want to hang in there and go to the end? Oh, you're just such a lovely man. Eh? Right, okay, so Worldwide Developers Conference coming up uh, early June, and it looks it looks um, that the, the retina displays are going to be implemented on the 15.4 and 13-inch laptop. Yes. All sorts Super of questions thick. about what's happening with the 17. Very... Very, very hard for me to actually understand exactly how we're going to be able to, to use this as if I'm using the actual laptop with a 2880 by 1800 DPI. That's 226 for inch, far higher than really. Um, it makes the it makes the uh, user interface down at such a small level hard to understand. A 27 inch iMac like that in there was going to be a 5120 by 2880 DPI. A 21-inch iMac, which is full HD res, 1920 by 1080, 3840 by 2160. My point here is that with the possible arrival of the Apple TV, this is the their ability to be able to do it to Well, in high definition. Yeah, yeah. Double high. Well, you know about that today. And, uh, and finally, um... Jeez. You right? Are you right? Are you running the remote control? I'm going to have to shut you off if you're doing noises. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm multitasking because that's how good I am. Unloading a car and talking on radio hotlines. Because I'm working. Dedicated for the cause. I'm salvaging a shit-out Honda Civic off the back of my tow truck. Oh, yeah. This is just another verbal excuse to the tax department that you really end up behind. Uh, <laughs>
Gamers! And not doing any of that at all, and just playing back one of the Sony sound libraries. While Samsung lost a $10 billion value on their market capitalisation today, when it appears that Alpida DRAM is going to be the new supplier of uh, the content of the of the of, yes. of DRAM for the new machines. But hang on, why is that happening? Let's analyse it. The real reason is that because you see that Apple wants to help Alpida out because it's bankrupt. Yeah. And if it was to fund a joint venture with Micron, it would then stop Samsung owning the DRAM market, which could then yes. set prices. Sounds like a sensible suggestion to me. Which must mean why Tim Cook was in in talking to bureaucrats. Absolutely. And that's it. That's uh, it. Anyway, crispy chicken explanation coming up soon. And for that, it's good night from me. And it's good night from me. And it's good night from uh, me. A good night, Marcus. <laughs> no I'm way. Happy that, that, yeah, it's okay. Yeah. Um, can I have a? Uh, can you can you do uh, like a, a chow mein with crispy noodles? You tear up the menu. Oh, do you have chow mein with crispy noodles? On here, you look there. I, I look here. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm saying, so chicken chow mein, does it come with crispy noodles? Yeah. Can I have the crispy noodles on the side? Yeah. Okay. Uh, what else is a good idea? You look the menu, got the lot of okay? Maybe you'd like to suggest something. The chicken, anything? Yeah. Oh my. Yeah. Take the time, yeah, because it's too busy. Yeah, you take the time with you one. Yeah, I think the See, viewers, it's, it's, it's hard to, it's hard to get. Boss? No, just, how was your trip to Hong Kong? You enjoyed? Yeah, sir. Now that he's back, he's not happy. Bye-bye. Um, yeah, difficult news. Okay, that'll be rather lovely. A, a chicken chow mein with crispy yeah. noodles on the side. Uh, okay, but maybe I will have also um, something to go. Might be long. No worries. What do you think would be an, a suitable accompaniment for that? You take the menu? Yeah. Okay. I, I, I know you have, but I'm asking your opinion. What would you go nicely with that dish? You got the salmon? Yeah. Uh, what, what, what else should I have? Pick one. Take the That'll be fine, then I'll have a crispy skin chicken as well. Okay, yeah. How crispy will it be? Yeah, okay. Now, how crispy? Will it be extra crispy? Uh, sorry. 21.50. How much? 21.50. 21.50 right here. Yeah. But uh, how crispy will it be? Crispy skin. How crispy? Yeah, how crispy? How crispy? How do you say? Oh. Is it crispy? But, but will it be crispy? I you crispy or safe? Uh, uh, check, check account. Check account. Okay. I mean, you know, like, do you, have, do you, ever, do you ever eat roast pork? Because roast pork is what is about yeah. crispy. You see, pin number? Have you... Have you ever eaten roast pork? Have you ever eaten roast pork? I don't understand, sorry. Yeah. You tried that first time? Yeah. I think you need to go on a longer holiday. Yeah. You wait here or come back? How about 15 minutes? 15 minutes? What yeah. am I going to do? Okay. okay, I'll get a bottle of wine and come back.
I'm just getting it to go home. It's okay, I'll have a glass. You see, viewers, this is the reason why small businesses fail in Adelaide. It's not about the quality of the food, because the quality of the food actually in this restaurant, this takeaway only restaurant with four microtables where you're not allowed to have a bottle of wine, is actually brilliant. I've had the food before and it is enormously good. And in fact, there's a long-term customer here who has an opinion about how good the food is. Right. <laughs> it's good. Very good. <laughs> it's a bit of a comedy story. I know, isn't it? it is actually. <laughs> now um, you're waiting for some takeaway food, mate. Just, what, what, what have you ordered tonight? Uh, I can't even remember, mate. My uh, missus picked the place to order, so I'm just picking it up, mate. I can understand why she wouldn't want to come here. <laughs> There's a bit of aggro in the back end, no, is there? I don't know. What do you think? Yeah, I don't think she likes you. <laughs> I mean, when you know, I, when you're talking about crispy, one has to reference roast pork, does one not? Oh yeah. Because you, you know how to cook good roast pork. Oh yes, I Everyone do. does in Australia. Yes. And so it's a frame of reference. It is. And but she's not happy with me. Not happy. Mm -hmm. I never met it happy with. Anyone I've ever seen. Oh, there you go. Anyway, we'll, we'll go down and get, and get a bottle of wine and bring it back and see how we go. <laughs> it has to be done. Mm.